There could have been a swear or two has made its way into the podcast today. If you're offended by such things, please just turn off and listen to something else. Welcome back to the Beyond Canal Park podcast. Another busy week in terms of local football. Devon Vale, unfortunately, fell to a 3-0 home defeat to Fraserburgh. Woes for Devon side as well, as they picked up their first league defeat of the season away to Aberdeen East End. It was some match. Um, Devon side had four penalties and missed three of them. So uh, really, they should have they should have won that, but ended up uh, in a three-two defeat. Phil Watt got the goal, and John McClay. White Hills also fell to defeat uh, 2-0 against Newmacher um, in a game that almost never went ahead. And a uh, message again from Dingborough Pete, if you're going to walk your dog in the White Hills area, please don't let it shit on the pitch, or at least, to God, pick it up, please. Um, we don't want matches being called off for that nonsense. Uh, big winners, though, were Banff Rovers. They uh, exercised the demons of their cup final against Bucky to win the Scottish Cup first round against them, albeit on penalties, uh, Ray Skinner's hero, Michael Stephen, Shagger, saving the penalties that put them through, uh, well done to them, and hopefully they can progress further in that, that cup and uh, Ray can lead them to success. With me this week on the podcast, uh, I've got a Devon side uh, legend as Craig Ewan described him. A uh, multiple award-winning player for the side. He's also had stints uh, with the Vale as a youngster, uh, White Hills and, and the mighty Persoy FC. He's also uh, got the honour of being my little brother, and I caught up with John McClay to tell me all about his career. Uh, and here's what he had to say. Delighted to welcome my guest today, we're in sunny Cyprus, ahead of the Scotland game, on location, and I'm joined by the current Devonside co-manager, it's John McClay. How are you doing, John? Fine, thanks. Just wondering uh, if I have to put on a fancy phone voice like you do during the podcast. Very good. Uh, well, if you want any, you know, if we want to widen our audience, maybe we'll need to, to speak in English. How are you doing anyway? Uh, you looking forward to the Scotland game? Aye, not bad. Had a few beers, so I'm kind of ready for it. Yeah, we're lubricated up a wee bit, guys, so hopefully this is uh, going to be able to go out. Are you ready to look back on your career and tell me all about things Devon's side? Definitely. Okay. Take me back, though, first to young John in the mid to late 80s, early 90s. Where did your football journey begin? Um, well, mostly it started in the back garden, to be fair. You should can. <laughs> Um, but my first ever taste of organised FIPA was for Al Nib. Correct, I think most McDuff boys had their first taste with Old Nib. Uh, I can't mind the team name actually, it was Crystal something. Crystal Waters, I think, Crystal was his Waters. boat possibly. They definitely sponsored us. I mind a gal up in Pertsoy, that was my first ever medal. Like, so. Still good? Still good, yeah. right. Okay. And, uh, but at that, at that age, obsessed with FIPA. Aye. Looking yeah. up to your big bro. Well, maybe not so much, but aye, football was I was football football did back garden. 
Mm-hmm. Harm came for he was dean built goals, so we'd hate to pick up a dog's shit before we played. Ah, that was horrible. <laughs> when he planted the tatties that year, that was a nightmare. Stinking. Anyway, you were you old enough to play for Dune Colts, or was this McDuff Lions your initial team? I think I had a year at Dune Colts, maybe two. Yeah, but when Dad started up McDuff Lions, I, I would have probably been primary three, maybe, I think. Okay. So, who were your coaches? You're saying the old, the old man was obviously a coach. Who else was involved? Big Harm and Jimmy Cumming, um, and Matty Shippard. Paul Shippard? Paul Shippard. Uh, Matty Shippard's dad, Paul Shippard. Um, I was made sure Matty had his shinies. <laughs> and who, who were you playing with at that point? Um, the main boys were myself, Jimmy Cumming, Matty. Uh, I think Billy Walker bade at doing Colts for a couple of years. Um, but then we've got a few boys up for game race. Stevie Watt appeared. Uh, it was honking at that age. Um, <laughs> then Stuart Anderson, I think he fell out with different boys and came over and joined your uh, age group. So a, a good a good team there and boys that we on to play uh, for a long time. In terms of early influences, though, who was it? Who was your main influences at that age? Probably mainly my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Big, J- Big Ham. Him and Jimmy were kind of the main coaches throughout our primary school, and I had a lot of respect for for Jimmy as well. He was a good lad. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, in terms of teams that you were supporting at that point and players you loved to watch, who was it? Was I was Rangers. Dad apparently was a Rangers fan, although yeah. I don't really remember him supporting Rangers too closely. But um, I think our early influence was Rangers was a team, so. Um, and then I kind of adopted Arsenal just... Because I supported United. Pretty much, <laughs> but it was kind of just pre-Wenger uh, years. So the main boys was McCoist, Loudrop, um, Gazaf and he appeared, and then Ian Wright, what a man. Mm-hmm. And But uh, you're saying there, like, Harm obviously didn't like to take us to Rangers games, but he took us to football a lot, and we used to go watch Huntley and then Cali uh, with his friendship with Steve Parson. Do you remember who you were watching, who you liked watching then, in the Highland League and then into Division 3? The Highland League was uh, Marco de Barris. Quality player. <laughs> what a run. <laughs> Elbows was higher than his heed most of the time, uh-huh. but um, ended up playing against him, actually, for... Uh, okay. He played for... Uh, Lossy uh, Juniors when I started at White Hills, he was still alright and he swaggered about the place a bit. Like. What a team that was to watch. We got was it Gardner and goals and uh, Doug Rugby at the back Doug and Rugby, Martin yeah. Stewart and Brian Thompson up front. Fair team. Uh, Pelly used to hear the odd appearance himself, uh, but it was normally when things weren't going too well. I think but... he usually liked to get a win bonus to get a, get a coupon on, didn't he? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> okay, so in terms of school team, I, I believe you're a very talented school team as well. I, our school team were probably um, one of the better teams, though it's, although it missed Banff Academy years at that age were good, but we were kind of the golden team, I think. Uh, Nielsen used to stick with your team for Mace games. You knew which team was, was the best, because it was the team that Mr Nielsen uh, took himself, because he used to send Mr Dempsey to my team when I was in S1, S2. Mr Dempsey or Tintin. <laughs> Quigley. <laughs> so... You had a bit of success in that team, did you? I believe a cup final at Pataudry. We had a cup final at Pataudry. Uh, in first year we won, I remember our first game actually, I think we were maybe playing Milnes or something. We won 21-0 or something, it was mental. 
Um, but they were high though. They were high. Um, but uh, no, we won pretty much all in that year. We got the semi-final of Scottish Cup as well. Particular uh, um, memories for that cup final, Pataudry? Pataudry, um a couple of memories. My own performance, the only thing I really remember is I was playing left-back at the time and I took a free kick. It was probably for like about the halfway line and it was one of them. You're punting it into the box. <laughs> But I shanked it into the main stand. Ouch. <laughs> um, the other memories of that was Mike Smith was on the bench. He came on that day, and for folk at Kane, Mike, he's our legs. Uh, and the shorts we wore with that strip weren't very flattering. They were. The old uh, 70s style. Yep, yep. So Mike did not look the best coming on. It's on video somewhere. Okay. Um, and lastly, Billy Wacker, what a goal. Top corner for uh-huh. 25 yards. He was buzzing, being a, an Aberdonian. I'm a neighbour. And uh, what about Nielsen? Did he have a massive impact on you guys at that age? He's some boy, wasn't he? Nielsen was a man. Um, I think for those who got on with Nielsen, um, he probably had a big, big influence in a lot of boys who are kind of generation. Definitely. Um, regularly, boys were were kind of playing at higher level on the back of that. But I think what he did really well was he... In first and second year, he just coached boys how to play a living aside fitba. So, when we ended up playing against other teams, other teams didn't again how to play a living asides, and we just steamrolled them. But we had a lot of good players as well. And his dream, his dream was to win the Scottish Cup, and I think he did eventually. But um, he got to the final. I think he won it. Okay, so but we also had a close call when we were at school, and that was a time we both got to play in the same team, and we got to the semi-finals up at Ross County. Aye, well, we actually got to two semi-finals. In first year, we, we played a semi-final at Brechin's Park, Glebe Park. Mm. Um, we lost that. I think it was two-one. Um, Mike Smith gave a foul on the right, I think, and they scored directly for the free kick. It was one of them. When you were little, if it went out of keeper's head, it was a goal. <laughs> um, so we probably felt a bit unlucky there. And then again, we played at Dingwall semi-final. I would have been in fourth year. Um, and again, it was kind of felt like one will let let away a wee bit. But um, okay, you also had a a game down in Hamilton, did you? I think that was maybe the quarter final of the Scottish Cup. Um, and back in the day, uh, boys would wouldn't have really had a shower at that age, but it was a really muddy pitch, and it was like pants on, pants were on. <laughs> Um, boys were too feared to get their roots out so um, pants were on and then coming out of the, the changing rooms were right back at the time Gary Chalmers, Chile for Fogey um, he was pretty happy I think with the, the result we won a game and uh, I think he had a bit of a semi going on it was <laughs> the Stevie Harden school and uh, you were also selected for the North of Scotland team a couple of times right, as well Aye, in fifth and sixth year, I kind of got to the playing the trials and got through the trials, and, and uh, at the time it was quite a big deal. I think for me to play for the North of Scotland, it was seen as a probably a last opportunity maybe to showcase yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, played in other games, um, but memorable teammates. Don't really remember a lot. The only boy I really remember is Fraser Bremner. Mm-hmm. Um, if I went on to play for Elgin City, then the Vale. Um, was a manager of Forest Thistle uh, when we beat them a couple of times. 
Um, but other than that, I don't really remember, to be honest. Yeah. I, I think by that age, most boys that went on to become players were already playing. Aye, aye. OK, and uh, Grant Smith helped out Nielsen at that point as well, and there's a, there's a team talk that everybody still remembers, I think. Grant Smith was quality. He, he, can, uh, he had a big impact as well. I thought Nielsen did a lot of the training and that. Aye. Grant came to the games. He was our main coach um, on a Saturday. And he probably taught us lessons in how to be more like a man. Like a man. <laughs> uh, and the team talking question, I think we were maybe either drawing or getting beat by a goal at half time. And uh, Nielsen was kind of giving us the usual kind of tactical spin mm. at half time. And Grant was like, Boys, you just need to grab it by the bars and twist. <laughs> Classic Grant. That's a grand. Nielsen wasn't a happy, can I give a wee grand? Well, Nielsen was all, no swearing and uh, red cards, you were in detention, so I can't imagine he enjoyed that too much. But Grant, what a legend, and I've got Grant coming on in a couple of weeks' time, so I'm looking forward to, to hearing about his career, and he, he, he was a great player in his day. As long as he leaves his guitar at him, you'll be fine. Uh, no, no impromptu gigs, please, Grant. Um, and then uh, your other youth career, obviously, apart from the school, you ended up playing for Dice, how come? Uh, there wasn't really another 11-a-side team at the time, so the closest team that played was Dice, so there was a few of us. It's almost like a Banff Select, was it? Aye, uh, Banff and a few, couple of boys for Tura, uh, myself, Jimmy Cummins, uh, Billy Walker, Stevie Watt, um, Stuart Anderson was already playing, mm-hmm. and uh, Ian High for Tura, um, another guy, Martin and, and Speedy. So again, um, a, good, a good crop of players that, that want to do things in football. Aye, I mean, most of the teams I played in as a boy, pretty much Abdi that I played with would have went on to play at least junior football. So. But then you move uh, the Vale, I think Les Crabe was it, started up a, a Vale team, a, a juvenile team, and you were involved there all the way through. Big Les, aye. Um, Les, Davy Young and Neil McPherson were the three that kind of teen it on. Les was the main man. Les um, liked to work under. He also had a good career in football himself back in the day. Flipping heck, Les was brilliant. <laughs> um, he's also a neighbour of mine. He's a great lad. Aye, no. Chris A's loon was kind of one of my pals, and it just Les Les was keen to do it and keen to fit back. So it was it was perfect for us boys. Getting in the new day, Aberdeen every every week was a nightmare uh, at dice. So I might I might have to come and watch some grindy games. <laughs> Um, and you, you stayed with the Vale right up and you were involved in under 21s I believe um, and you've got the, you were involved pre-season where you were with the senior team Aye um, it kind of just most of the, our team went 18s and then a few of us started playing 21s and I think when we were about 16 um, Marcel, Robbie Allen uh, Kyle Ray and Graham Watt at the time had I been asked to go train with the with the first team pre season, so I age you were shitting yourself really getting into pre season with the big boys and uh, a scary bunch. That first team they were a successful team, weren't they? They were a really good team, but aye, it was it was a tough dressing room as a young boy mm. to try and get in with. In fact, we didn't even get in a dressing room, we had to go into a away dressing room. Uh-huh. Um and the assistant manager at the time, I think it was Ian McIver, I can't remember, but 
somebody used to come in, right boys, that's time to go kind of thing, but it was this one Saturday morning. You guys were still sharing with your pants on at this point, were you? Yeah, I think we showered <laughs> at all, we're too fear to go near it. Um, but there was one day I remember we were, four of us were in the away changing room waiting to get the shout, and the shout never came. <laughs> um, so we just sat, and uh, we thought, oh, if do a day. How long were you sitting like? Until lunchtime. <laughs> you sat here for two hours, stayed fuck off. Sat here for two hours, we debated a lot about football going to do. Too fit to good, move. Too fit. Oh, Greg yeah. Carroll was just... Um, so you got a roasted mustard that day then? Well, no, we got a Huawei because the when we did go out eventually, um, it was lunchtime. <laughs> so it was just a case of getting up for, for our, our wee buffet dinner and uh, Greg was like, oh, where were you boys this morning? So, oh, we're just doing laps of the pitch, nobody tell us. <laughs> First team we're in the gym, so we kind of got a wowie. Uh, what was Greg like um, for the young boys? Uh, obviously a very successful manager at Devon Vale. What was he like with the young boys, though? Uh, I really liked Greg. I mean, he, he could give the hairdryer treatment, mm-hmm. but he kind of he helped me kind of understand the game. He used to sit with uh, some of the boys. Um, I remember... 21's games, if things weren't going well, he would come in at half time. He wasn't the manager, but he would come in at half time and slaughter boys. But he tended to pick on the the first team boys. I remember Aye. Paul Stewart, Daz McAllister, boys like that used to get it. And uh, because we were younger, he kind of he kind of was okay. With Do you us. think that style was good for you? Because that style's kind of coming out of the game, and, and the younger players are. Accepting of that sort of behaviour from a manager now, I think. But do you think that made you the players you were? It's it's certainly toughened me up, um, and I think well, that four boys that I'm speaking about, Graham, Kyle, myself, and Robbie, we are played. Uh, they are played better standard than me, actually. But we are played for a long time. I think mm-hmm. probably that early, that early education was good for us. Uh-huh. How about player-wise? I was saying it was a successful team. There were a lot of really good players in that Vale first team. Um, and they were winning stuff. Who, who though, took the time out to help you young boys? Um, the local boys mainly. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd have been too fair to speak to Robbie Brown or Mike McKenzie and mm-hmm. boys like that. They, they kind of were an established bunch of boys. But Daz, Paul... McAllister. McAllister, yeah. right. And Paul Stewart, they were good with us. Matty Kinghorn, probably the finest boy I'll ever meet. He, finest boy in football. Finest boy in football. <laughs> Only played two years or something, but um, and then retired. But he was quality, uh, Matty, yeah. and he, he would have time for Omdi. And you played you played with a lot of those players in the 21s, and you were saying it was a good to play with, with Matty and Dougal and that. Was it a fine, easy shift? Uh, the first game for the 21s, I was playing left-back, and next to him I was Dougal, and next to him was Matty Kinghorn. Yeah, I think Dougal had just signed, so they'd been he played just it. Been Ross County. Uh, they were just giving him a couple of games to get, get a wee bit of fitter. Um, but it was the easiest game of my life. Dougal turned my fit a D and pretty Aye. much did a hand for me, so it was, it was fine. He probably wouldn't mind that, but for me it was Aye. a good start. Aye. And uh, you were offered a contract to sign for Devon Vale, I believe, um, but you rejected it. Aye, when I got to 17, um, I was offered, I think, like most of the younger boys, you get a three-year contract mm-hmm. if you wanted Down it. a week or something. If that. <laughs> um, but I turned it down. Uh, I still continued to play for the Vale, but I pretty much can't. I was going to go to uni in Edinburgh. Uh-huh. Uh, 
So there wasn't a point in my signing. I wasn't going to be coming up for Edinburgh every week. Yeah. So And I wasn't going to play either because the team was so good. Do you regret that though? I mean, I know you went to the PE teacher and you're, you're not a PE teacher anymore. You did that for a year. So do you, do you regret maybe just staying and playing or are you glad you went off and, and did the uni? No, I, I had to go to uni. The fit I was, I was, it was never going to be a, a full-time job for me. So no. you had to follow your career. But in terms of regrets, no, I didn't have regrets nah. uh, with the veil, no. And uh, you, you played a wee bit for uni, did you? Edinburgh Uni, or not much? You were under the thumb, weren't you? With the ball, I was up, to come home. Ah, okay, well, I was coming home every second or third weekend, so I did play the first two two seasons, but after that, it was just mere like muck about teams. Ah, but uni. something good came out of that, because Patsoy uh, moved to uh, summer football, and you, uh, you managed to reunite with the best ever teammate you've had, your brother. Um, at Pertsoy, must have been brilliant. Uh, well, that might have had something to do with my joining Pertsoy. <laughs> um, sweeper one week, keeper the next. Aye, me. You, uh, <laughs> Man of many positions. The John O'Shea of the Welfare League, let's see. Well, a shite version. Aye. Good um, so, good team though at Persoy. The, the welfare standard was much better at that point, wasn't it? Aye, a lot better. Persoy team were full of, full of good players. Um, there was a few nice good players, right enough. Um, but uh, we had... Pickles. Pickles. <laughs> chisel. Chisel, chisel. Um, but uh, they were good lads. They turned up every week, exactly. which we needed. Commitments there, new. Um But no, we had Stuart Flett playing at the back. Uh-huh. I played midfield. Lee Bowie played up front. Mike uh, Smith, Kyle Ray. Donkey Phillip with a lot of boys that were at least junior players and they did play junior yeah. in Highland League. The good thing at that time was folk could debate at that point. There wasn't the same sort of rules in place that you couldn't you couldn't join a welfare team for a few months. It was, nowadays you have to be out of football for a year before you drop doom, which is a bit sad. Ah, it's nonsense, but... Um, yeah, at the time it was it was good for me because it was summer fit, but I was I was at uni through the the kind of winter, so a couple of seasons at but so yeah, yeah. I think I had two or three. It was and good uh, we won a cup in your time there. We did uh, up at uh, Borra Briggs. Right. In fact, only two cups I've ever won have been at Borra Briggs. Um, but I we were playing Brander Arms, I think. Donkey Phillip went off concussed after 10 Dude, minutes. Uh, um, managed to party afterwards, though. He did, uh, he was on the pool table uh, with the rest of us. Divine, uh. um, but uh, no, that was that was a, a good day. The free bar and the Aye. afterwards was, was good. Brilliant. And uh, we, let's say we, the McClays are now renowned for their timekeeping. I believe there was one game uh, where me and you missed the start. I think we had been out on a Saturday night. Quite likely. Um, and uh, we turned up just as if the whistle was going to start a game. Um, we only had 11 boys that day, so I started with nine. Uh, we uh, drove it to the car park, <laughs> and this, the opposition scored 1-0. <laughs> I was one meant to be in goals that day. <laughs> um, so we jumped on uh, after about 10 minutes of the game. It was 1-0 doing. Uh, we ended up winning 3-1. Three one, one, so. uh, Great. Well, uh, Kenny Harder didn't go too mental at us. No, he was raging at the start, but he came to And then, um, obviously, a good form at Persoy uh, led to you signing for Whitehills in the juniors. 
I believe Devon side maybe weren't around at that point, were they? Or maybe were, but you signed for Whitehouse. No, the side were on a year off, but um, I had it in my last year at uni, I had a big placement to do, so effectively I was finished in Edinburgh for Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was doing a placement in, in Turriff, so <clears throat> um, it was actually my sponsor, um, Mark Kylo that, that first introduced me. Well, give him me. a shout out here. Is he your individual sponsor, Mark Kylo? Yeah, Mark Kylo, um, Grinding Solutions. And uh, was he, is he a friend or just a big fan of your work or what's that? Nah, he's, he's an old school pal. Um, he actually won the Diverenside raffle that was £100, which was conveniently the amount to sponsor a player for the uh, year. So, so he was forced into it. He never seen £100. He maxed plenty of money out in Baku anyway. Uh, <laughs> too much. Um, so it was actually, I'd been going out, I'd just split up at the time um, for my missus and it was ideal time and Christmas time was out every day and Kylo was one of the boys that I went out with and um, was like, ah, just come to White Hills at the time, it was not just the most organised, so if you could kick a bar you were in. <laughs> Okay, and uh, you went on a brilliant run after you signed, I think, under the then manager. Who was the manager then? Uh, it was a guy called Greg Robertson. Um, I'm not sure if it was that first six months or if it was the following season, but we went on, a, I think it was about a 12-game unbeaten run. Um, and normally you would give the manager a wee bit of credit for that, but what we put it down, it was get out on a Friday... Uh, a night before a game? Aye, Friday night <laughs> out before a game. See Mm, some weekends, right. Um And then meeting up at about half eleven, twelve o'clock at Zanres for our dinner for for a game. Um, so no, we went on a great run, and then at the end of the season, boys were flying. Um, but we didn't really like him, manager, to be honest. So me and Ernie and a couple of the boys just says, "Nah, we're not having him. Like we need somebody else." <laughs> Um, and then uh, Walter Robertson came in, did he? Did he? Not quite, no. Barney, okay. uh, Barney kind of did it for a year. Barney was a cracking lad, uh-huh. uh, good for a social. Um, but uh, he was offshore, so he was home for half the time. It was an ideal. And Walter came in the following season. And uh, what was Walter like to work under? He's obviously uh, been involved in local football quite a lot. Uh, was he a good lad, a good manager? I had a lot of respect for Walter, actually, um, despite how things ended. Mm, but, come on to, yes. <laughs> but uh, Walter, I think, had kind of teen it on along with his loon, Kev. Um, and I think there was a few of us really bought into the idea of Walter becoming a manager. Aye. And uh, we started okay, but as the season went on, I think Walter was so busy at work, he wasn't able to be there much at training, and mm-hmm. Kev was taking training, and we are respect to Kev. I didn't think he had the same respect as what Walter did, and um, although we had a good few nights out, I remember we him, um, it was never easy. Um, mm-hmm. we, we then lost Ernie halfway through the season. Okay. For, for me, it was probably one of my main pals at the time mm-hmm. and certainly one of our best players probably me and him were two of the better players in the team so it became a lot harder after mere pressure on you who else was in that squad um there was donkey what um 
cracking lad, Dunky. Um, was at the end of his time by the time I played with him, but but Dunky was was great banter. Um, a wee bit similar to myself as a player, I would say, but mm. um, I enjoyed playing with him. Enjoyed a night out with a mare, I must say. <laughs> um, but uh, him, Mikey Watson, with a strong kind of midfield. In fact, yeah, when I came in about, Mikey Watson got shafted and played right mid. Biggest, sh- biggest right mid you've ever seen. Talking corners and stuff. Not quite, no. <laughs> he went back for corners. <laughs> Couldn't have won a header. And uh, you had a few, uh, you had a couple of good wins over Devon Side as well, did you, at that point? And Devon Side were making their comeback? Aye, uh, Devon Side started up again. Um, I think in the second or third season I was at Whitehills and uh, there was a wee bit of, wee bit in the barn for you know, about I think Craig Stewart was bigging uh, up the side with it uh, yeah, he made a valid point I think you know, that there wasn't enough boys in the area for two decent uh, junior teams I think teams. that probably still holds to this day to be honest uh, I think so um, but it obviously riled the Whitehills boys up a bit eh, and mm-hmm. The Bamfee got put up in the changing room before the game um, and we went on to win it 2-1. Big crowd? I think it was possibly the biggest crowd I've ever played Aye. in, to be honest. It oh, was yeah. was a great day at White Hills. Um, I remember another game against the side where we got beat 7-1. Um, the wind that day was mental, I think. Our goal kicks were going out for corners and stuff. But we just... It became apparent to me that different side were going to be the better team. Like, Aye, and it was... Until, so we need to talk about the way things ended at, at Whitehills because uh, you didn't cover yourself in glory, it's fair to say. No, <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, ach, I think just through our time, I was getting a bit frustrated with things and it was actually playing against the side that uh, was my last game. Um, as I say, Ernie had left by that point. Mm-hmm. We were really struggling for a team that day and I think I ended up playing left mid um, which those for Kane man, I got the frame to be a winger. Nope. Um, but Barney was playing. Barney must have been about forty at the time. He was playing centre mid. Um, I think there was another other boy in the middle and that. But anyway, I had to play left mid, and I was I was knackered midway through the second half, and I went over to Walter and said, "Look, my legs are gone. I'm taking cramp in my calves every time I kick a bar, or whatever." But he said, "Look, Barney's nailed." He's 40 year old, I'm going to have to take him off. <laughs> so I was like, fair enough, only had one sub, I think. Fair enough. Played on, and then ugh, about 10 minutes later, I hadn't gotten close enough to a boy, um, and Kev just had a massive go at me. And in my head, I was like, I'm taking cramp every time I move, I kind of get it on it quicker. I just lost it and said, right, I'm off. <laughs> uh, walked off a pitch. Walked off a pitch. Walter did kind of try to get my just to bide, but I'd kind of seen red. Heed was gone. Heed was gone, and I just went off. Stormed off. And did you stay in the change rooms or did you just take off? Um, no, I just went in, got changed, and uh, I think I did watch the end of the game, but left a forum. D came in. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a fairly out of character to be fair, and I did feel Ken felt bad afterwards but I'd made my mind up I couldn't go back after that so I went to training the next the next day or Monday and handed in my gear and that was kind of yeah. it there was an upside to it though there was <laughs> um, had a wee six month spell 
Gun Rangers games. Uh-huh. With me. Yeah. <laughs> Punto. <laughs> Punto. <laughs> Fair times, brilliant. I was actually the panda, I think. Could have been the panda uh, if we were lucky. We got a run for Dunkey's sister. Ah, uh, that was fine. Or his Good cousin. Times, Good times, and that was the that was the year that we uh, we got to the U, UEFA Cup final. So it was a great time. Uh, um, you got a wee break for football, but did you know in the back of your mind that different side was an option? Aye, um, I think the first game that season against the side I'd came off and Craig Stewart had said to me oh, I wouldn't have maintain you in my team and it, that was it really but I can't that that was for my con kind of, I was only a year at a time I, I can't myself that I wanted to move on and the side was the only option really so. Tell me as a manager now how would you react uh, if one of your players did for you did? Well, they'd never play again <laughs> Um, okay, so you joined different side under Craig Stewart, I, I believe. Uh, though he, that was the time he was serving his ban, was it? Uh, it was a strange start because I think he was on a go pre-season, but from the competitive game started, I think he had eleven games or something, which took us pretty much up to Christmas nearly, or it was for like October to Christmas that, mm. that, that he was on the go, um, and we went on a fair run. I think we were second in the league. Mm. And then, obviously, after Christmas, he was back in the dugout, and I think we went on a losing run and we finished <laughs> mid-table, but I didn't think it was just completely yeah. to deal with that. But and who were you playing with at that time, and who, who was it aside? Um, a good few of the boys that I played throughout my time with Ernie was there, mm-hmm. Coco, Scotty Davidson, um, Files with Wayne Murdo, Gav Murdo, uh-huh. Was um, Razor on that there then at that point? Uh, Razor, moved on? no, he wasn't at the time. Um, I think he was in Dubai at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, but Razor, I was appeared maybe <laughs> for a few weeks, missed seasons for a game or two. And he, he, I was, he, I was put in a shift and uh-huh. uh, got the odd goal as well. Okay, and um, there was a lot said about Craig's style of management. He touched on it last week. Do you, do you think that um, the young boys reacted well to him, or was he quite harsh on them? Um, it depended. If you were really good, then you were all right. Um, I think the boys that struggled a bit more maybe got it a bit harder, but um, I guess it's men's fit back in, so right. for a, to a point, you had to be man enough to tack it. Did he go to score sometimes? Aye, 100% he did. Uh, <laughs> um, Ross Thompson was in a left with a name some weeks, but uh-huh. um, and I mean, if you were ever on the bench, Craig was a very reactive manager. If you were on the bench, and luckily I wasn't on it too much, but some weeks Roscoe would be doing more running on the bench than we would be. It. He used to hear a shout on the pitch, Subs, warmed up! Um, but that's happened about ten, at least ten times a game, seen as somebody did anything wrong. But. So it was quite a young squad though on the whole, I believe. Um, so you were kind of brought in as an experienced head, if you will, even though being mid-twenties yourself. But I believe you took a few young guys under your wing for night suit, did you? Forcing them out after another blown went by the wayside. Um, I, I like to make sure that FIPA to me was as much a social thing as it was, I mean, obviously mad into my FIPA, but... Um, I do believe a good team is a team that not only plays in a pitch but goes out the weekend. So I, I made sure, okay, I was probably a few of us myself, uh, Wayne Mardo, even Craig Ewan to a point, we made sure that boys were, were going out regularly. 
Um, and it didn't take much persuasion for most of them. It was a memorable, memorable match at Glen Tanner, I believe. Uh, I think Craig kind of maybe forgot about it in last week's no, podcast, but it's etched into my memory anyway. Um, I think it was my 24th birthday in a four-a game against Glentana. It was away from home. We were struggling for a team, but I think we were fairly confident going into the game. Um, Craig Stewart was in goals that game, which he had done a few times and we'd been okay. Um, and uh, we got beat 7-1. Uh, one goal in particular, I think I remember, was uh, the Ian you described, Fan he sold himself a wee bit. I think he anticipated a cross and the boy uh, just passed it into the goal. I think that was for 6-1, maybe 7-1. And then he got up, turned, turned round to Dunkey if I was playing right wing. The had came down the left. Dunkey was playing right wing. He slaughtered Dunkey. <laughs> yeah, but after the game... We'd planned on doing a rag bag. Uh, so the boys I had their gear and the plan was, right, we'll go into changing room. Well, after the game, we'll get on our gear after the match into their social club and then that'll be us out kind of thing. Um, but after the game, it was like, right, boys, put your gear away. Uh, Craig even a bit happy if we uh, put a gear on after that because he'd slaughtered us after the game. So few of the boys were like, oh, I think we get a D. So I, I'd kind of said, right, I'll, once we get into the club, I'll speak to them. And so I'd, I'd gotten in Craig's log and said, oh, we're struggling a day. Ken. I think the boys just need a wee team bonder. So he was like, ah, oh, you okay? Uh, so didn't it take much persuasion. No, not And he was I, the leader of the, the pack as well. But um, he mentioned it last week as well, that his time, his time at side maybe ended on a bit of a... A sour note, and there was word at the time that some of the players had maybe uh, stabbed him in the back. Uh, was it you? <laughs> <laughs> I was certainly accused of it by Craig. Um, yeah. I remember a night out the week after, and I met him in the street, and he kind of said, "Ah, oh, you stabbed me in the back. And I think so, but no, it wasn't me, actually. Uh, I do care if it was, yeah. but uh, I'm not getting named names. Uh, okay. yeah. I think he's your neighbour, like. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gemma. <laughs> okay, and then Craig and Rob took over for the other day. How was that? Was that a totally different uh, regime, or how was it? It wasn't, it wasn't. I mean, Craig and Rob were both Craig's assistants, so the boys were I used to them. I think most of the boys at least respected the two of them, so it wasn't a... I think it was quite welcomed, actually, the two of them taking it on. Mm-hmm. Um, they were both... Uh, good pals of mine, uh, being on both our staggers just beforehand. So for me, it was it was it was ideal, really. Uh, and uh, Craig seems to recollect that you you played his first game in goals. Do you remember? <laughs> I didn't actually remember that game, but that season I'd played a few games in goals because we were having a nightmare. We're getting a keeper, nearly Duncan had kind of finished, mm-hmm. um, and we just didn't have a steady keeper. And uh, I just I, I think Golder turned up a few times in the cat suit, didn't he? Aye, I was a four him, though. <laughs> and uh, do you think you played your best football at this point because you were you started to win awards and score a lot of goals, is that right? Um, aye, my first season actually at the side I'd done well. Second season I'd put on the old weight a wee bit. But uh, no, I think under there was a couple of seasons under Craig and Rob 
that I probably did play my best fit. I was regularly scoring about 20 goals a season. So fair midfield. Fair midfield, mm-hmm. aye, aye. And Player of the Year awards followed as well, I think. Aye, I think one year I'd, I'd won the lot and I, I think I'd scored three hat-tricks that season. I got a, some special award for that and all. But. And uh, the team, was the team improving at that point? Aye, I think Craig made a few good signings, I think. He mentioned it himself. Fletty and Mike Smith in particular uh, just added a wee bit mayor. You struck up a good partnership with, with Bino in that midfield as well at some point, did you? Uh, aye, well, mayor, so the first season, I aye. think, uh, Chris Blackhall and Craig Cowie were both on loan for the Vale. And I actually thought I was going to struggle to get a game for the side up first season because they were pretty much nailed on. But aye. I think I played pretty much every game that first season, so I was... I was pretty pleased to, um, and me and Bino in particular, I think that season did well, but he, when he came back, he, he kind of played mayor as a striker. Yeah. Um, and then um, you were named in Coco Leg and Craig Ewan's best 11s. So why is that? What were your attributes as a player, do you think? Um, well, I turned up every week, so that kind of helped. I think I probably played the most games for Craig. He, he claims you did, yes. And probably since I've played as many as somebody else as mm. well. Um, well. Because you name yourself in every week. Yep, aye. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, I think I was I was committed. I would stick in for a team. Um, I had an eye for goal. I scored quite a lot of goals. Um, so... I could heed the bar. Um, I was a spell for me and Fletty played midfield, and can we bulldoze a few teams just through sheer brute force, more than anything, to be honest. Yeah. And um, Craig, Craig as a manager, Craig Ewan was, uh, you know, he's big on his stats. He's a stickler. He's busy. He's a busy boy. Ah, uh, and I believe that um, he organised a friendly for December twenty seventh one year when I was on a break. I think it was his first full season in charge. He kind of didn't want to go the Hale International break without... Oh, internationals. International Christmas break. <laughs> um, so uh, he decided in his wisdom that we would play a friendly during during the Christmas holidays. So 27th of December it was, he, reco- uh, he, he uh, organised it for and... Uh, but he kind of forgot, I think, that he'd also organised a night out for kind of the boys, which you'll remember on Boxing Day, uh-huh. aren't you? Yes. So uh, with a minibus, if I mind right, going up to Ellen. It was playing, Craig Stewart was at Ellen at the time with a, a friendly, and we had to stop the bus for, for Craig to get out for a chunder halfway through. <laughs> uh, maybe the best days for a friendly. If I mind right, Gav Murdo had a chunder during the warm-up as well, <laughs> but... The uh, game ended nil nil. Um, <laughs> yeah, classic. No. Yeah. Okay. Um, in terms of in terms of managers you've worked under, who do you think got the best out of you? Developed you? Who did you enjoy playing under the most? I think in terms of development, hundred uh, percent, Stuart Nielsen. Mm-hmm. Um, just for that education of how to play a living aside football, um, and I guess. My dad, and for his kind of determination and um, values that he instilled in us, mm-hmm. along with Grant Smith, for kind of had a similar kind of um, impression on us. Yeah. Uh, but 
certainly an adult fit, but I think I was probably, I think I can't my own game. I, I, I kind of can't fit suited me on, on a pitch. Yeah. Um, but so I was, I, I would like to think I was quite an easy boy to manage. Um, maybe nay for Kev Robertson. But, <laughs> um, but in general, I think I was fairly easy boy yeah. to manage and didn't I need a kind of Ermrune Shudor or a. Um, a wee arse formal or anything like no. that. And I, I believe you once witnessed two of your managers uh, having a heavyweight clash of the Titans. Aye, um, I think if Omdi used to watch wrestling um, back in the day, WWF. Earthquake and Typhoon. Earthquake and Typhoon, <laughs> yep, 100%. Craig Ewan and Craig Stewart um, got a wee bit, um, a wee bit upset during a game of pool one night, I think. <laughs> Craig Ewan had probably won the game, but Craig Stewart, being Craig, he kind of managed to find a loophole, I think, and then, <laughs> but an argument got up. It was just a wee grapple more than anything that didn't come to much, but it was good laughing in there. Yeah. Um, memorable moment uh, in that sort of stage, it must have been the, the promotion playoff. Aye, um, I think we'd been building up towards we were good enough to either win something or get promoted up to the Super League. Um, although we actually came third that year, Inverness should have went up, but due to their ground or something, they couldn't have. So yeah. we found ourselves in a playoff against Forest for we in the Super League at the time. Um, and uh, I think we were just ready as a team. We were ready <clears> to go up. Um, as soon as we turned up that day, the game was at Isla Vale's pitch. Um, as soon as we turned up, I can't we were getting a win that game. Just the warm up, Ahan was like, boys were up for it, and there was no way we were getting to lose. No, yeah. it was some game. I think it's on. There's video footage of it somewhere. I um, I probably scored my best goal for the side. I think in that game, um, it happened pretty early on. I think the bar got put up to Mike Smith. He laid it inside, and for about. 25-30 yards I'd put a half volley in the top corner so <laughs> that was after about two minutes and I think by 15 we were 3 nil uh, up set and the tone I think I got a double that day and nah. and it was some night out afterwards was it? the night out was mental it was fit kind of Abdi was just in their prime and, and just ready for it and nah. uh, culminated in a wee uh, ban for the ship in I still kind of get funny looks when I go into the day, to be honest, but now that I go in there much. You'd, uh, and obviously after that, you had uh, a good steady period in the in the Super League, finishing mid-table most years, if not higher. Um, good times? I, I think we went up with just a kind of belief that we could, we could do something. And as I say, we were a really strong team through the core, but we were really strong and... Mm. Uh, we didn't really play pretty football, um, but we, we were effective and we caused teams a lot of problems. We didn't win games by loads of goals, but um, we were we were really strong in yeah. fifth place, sixth place. I think we were maybe fourth one year. So, and um, I believe also we used to be responsible for winding up the committee members a fair bit. Aye, well, I like the laugh. We were kind of a close knit bunch, and we used to get buses to games. That kind of things kind of finished now. Aye, um, but uh, we were getting a bus. I can't remember if it was a Scottish Cup game or no. But 
we'd been coming back him for Aberdeen and was like, right, well, we'll give Alistair Clark a wee phone. Um, so I had I had said, right, I've got his number, I'll give him a phone. Um, so I'd pretended I was a reporter for the, for the Sun newspaper. I think it was Alex Smith or something. Um, and uh, Alistair, of course, fell for it, hook, line and sinker. So I'd gotten him to give us a full match report. Um, but then we were coming through Fivey and the Yham and the phone cut off. I thought, oh, nah. So uh, I said, I'll phone him back. So I phoned him back. He says, oh, sorry about that, Alistair. Um, you must have been going through Fivey, were you? Aye, <laughs> <laughs> aye. <laughs> <laughs> I just went for it and continued the call for another 10 minutes. I think he gave player ratings and I think Mike Smith had a good game that day and his aye. description of him was, oh, Mike Smith, he was a nine. Crouch like ginger Peter Crouch. Ginger Peter Crouch. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, and obviously Craig's time. He decided to call it a day. How how did it come about that you and Wayne took over? Uh, he'd kind of called it quite early in the season, which um, I don't know if that was the right thing or no. But um, he wanted to give, I think, the committee time to sort out what they were going to do, and it was. Yeah. Pretty much, I think I remember January, February that Paul Stewart and possibly Dougal were going to take over. Um, so it wasn't really in our minds at all, but that kind of fell through um, quite late on in the season. And uh, there wasn't really another alternative. There had been word of a boy for Ellen, I can't mind far. Mm. Um, but at the time, to me, that wasn't a very appealing. Um, and then that fell through, I think, as well. And it got to like May, start of June, and I kind of said to Wayne, "Look, this looks like this could, could be the end kind of thing. Do you fancy taking it on?" And it wasn't really something we were wanting to do, and I think, but we did it. And the main thing was to keep different side going. I think yeah. would. Yeah. Seems to seems to be a lot of new managers at the side story that it's almost an SOS. Ah. Yeah. to keep the club going. Um, in terms of behind the scenes as well, there was a bit of a committee reshuffle at that point as well. Was there, did you guys have a hand in that? I had quite a big hand in it. I said to Wayne at the time, I'd kind of deef at Craig Ewan did for the club. He raised money, he, he did Athen. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really want to be as involved, although possibly have been. <laughs> um but I wanted mayor folk that would drive the thing a wee bit of mayor. So I'd kind of spoken to my dad. Um, and Coco had kind of... I, th- I think Coco and Ernie played a part in it as well. They'd kind of said to us, look, fit about Ewing's diet. Um, and Coco had kind of said his mum would be keen to, to get involved. So Linda Legg's been, been great. She's and been good and she's got about 30 years' experience in that sort of role. So. I think it's about 35 uh, now. Uh, um, um, but no, she had and harm of kind of taking a lead role. Aye, aye. I mean, Dad kind of is the chairman and kind of helps call the shots. But if there's one thing to do with players that we need help, we Linda's the, the person we go on. She sorts of suit, which is handy. It saves us a lot of time as well. And how did you work with Wayne? How did that? Because Wayne, obviously, not no longer there. But how, how did you go with him? You had four years, was it? Aye, I was. I was kind of friendly with Wayne so it was kind of an easy easy kind of transition and um, 
it wasn't the easiest for us, but we kind of agreed mostly on what we were wanting to do. Um, and I think it was a harsh kind of start for us. We'd, we weren't really sure if we were in for... Do you think that, um, Craig, you knew that that cycle of players was almost coming at an end and it was going to... It was going to be tough times. He definitely can't. Um, and I think he'd done a lot for the club and the thought of having to go and... Have a down period. Uh, I would have been tough for, for him, but um, it's also having done kind of four on to five years of it. It's, uh, it's, a, it's, draining, it's a draining kind of job. Um, so, I th- But I think... We thought would be okay. We'd we'd signed one or two boys, um, and we'd gotten the majority of the boys to sign. Mm-hmm. Um, but we lost Mike Smith mm-hmm. just before the end Big of the loss. the following uh, the previous season, and Fletty was hanging up the boots, which for me was a bit of a blow. We did try Fletty, and he hummed and hayed a bit, but yeah. he was about forty three at the time, so you can't blame him. <laughs> uh, you know, but losing losing two big big players like that's going to affect any team Um, but you guys did try and add to the team um, I believe and I believe you almost tried to sign Ray Parler as well (laughs) I would uh, a fair night in Aberdeen for a different Vale sportsman's dinner Uh, Ray Parler was uh, the guest speaker you went grinding him for a bit of (laughs) new at a bar well I was an Arsenal fan so Romford Pelly or whatever he Uh was called was uh, an attraction for me and yeah, I nearly got divorced the day after that because uh, we missed the bus home and hit the by the neighbour Dean, but uh, the less said about that, the better. Uh, luckily, Ali McLeod had a spare room. Ali McLeod, he, he kind of didn't get on too well at Vale, but he was a manager from the Tenure, and mm-hmm. kind of said to Wayne from we started, we need to try and get a link with the Vale, and uh, we had a meeting with Ali, he was really good. They had a boy that was doing pre-season, Lucas Crowbot. Legend. Cracking, cracking lad, great player, um, and he came to us for the first month, I think, of the season. Nah. Uh, with the agreement with Ali that if the Vale needed him, we would kind of allow him to go back because nah. he was keen to play Highland League, but he was great. He made a mean, mean sh- meh, moonshine. Oof. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, jinx. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and he gave us another boy on loan, so I thought, oh, this is fine. Can avail or get to play ball with a bit mm. better than the had been in years, um, gone by. Um, but he got the sack, mm. maybe a month, six weeks into the season, um, and the veil came calling for for big crowbot, um, and I think at the same time we also lost our keeper and Bino, uh, so probably three were That's best players gone. Uh, so, uh, would you think Crowbot was your best signing so far? Uh, we re-signed Bino if I was a good signing, mm-hmm. uh, but I think at the time Crowbot had the character that we were uh, kind of lacking. He was a leader, wasn't he? Uh, he talked uh, to the young yeah. boys. and um, <clears throat> I guess it's fair to say at some points it was tough um, and you guys ended up getting relegated and you, I mean, you and Wayne were both meant to still be registered as players. Wayne didn't play much, but there was a spell that you didn't play much either. Did you think at that point you, you were finished? Uh, I played out of the first season in the first half of the second season and then I was pretty happy at the time. 
Um, I fat bastard. Fat bastard, which was <laughs> I was my downfall really. And I played well. I'd normally if I lost weight. Um, but I was probably the team a wee bit. I was on the bench a lot, and mm-hmm. I it was frustrating. And we got relegated that season. Uh, probably the lowest year that I've been involved in different side by mm-hmm. a long, long while. It was a really tough Very season. points as well, it was a tough one. I, um, I think we ended the season on 12 or 11 points or something, so it was it was a hard, hard season and it was just really frustrating for me and Wayne and I think it would have been easy just to chuck it at that point. Um, but at the end of that season, we'd gotten relegated, I thought, I kind of need to mark up my mind. Am I going to get fitter um, and kick on or am I just going to retire and be the manager or am I going to quit altogether? But no, I kind of still felt I had a plenty to give and going doing a league probably helped as well. Um, but you got fitter and um, you ended up, was it the next season? I think it was, winning Players' Player of the Year as manager. <laughs> I did. Uh, I didn't have a rig of vote. Like, um <laughs> But I and I was really pleased with that because it was probably quite awkward for the boys to name their manager the player of the year. I've um, got it on good authority from your co-manager Wayne that you actually tried to rig the vote the other way to get whoever <laughs> was second place to win it. But uh, Wayne, Wayne uh, wasn't having it. I uh, know I did. I just thought we kind of hear the manager being the players' player of the year kind of thing, and I said let's just give it to the next boy. Mm-hmm. But. Hey, it is what it is. I, I didn't. Although I've won a few Player of the Years and stuff like that, it's near the main thing for me in football. It's no. about winning games. And uh, you also tier awards throughout your Devonshire career. You last year, last season, added top scorer award again. <laughs> I think I've won it four times, and that must be eleven seasons, or ten seasons. It was four out of ten, so I've done no bad. And uh, we talked about relegation probably being the lowest point of your Devonside career, but fit has been the highlights, fit, uh, fit the games you remember most. Yeah, probably three main highlights. The first, the first promotion was just far we were at as a team, and being a player, I, I think you can celebrate things a wee bit more and mm-hmm. and kind of. Be a bit more loose, maybe in a night out and stuff like that. Um, so the night out after that was just unbelievable. But um, that day was was great, and that team were ready. And then, of course, last season I think the cup final and then the promotion. The cup final has probably never been an easier cup to win. Um, <laughs> we maybe need to say that. But Dave, Devonside have stumbled at semis in the past, so to win the cup, first cup since two thousand two thousand one. Aye, no, it was... Your first cup since Pertsoy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably come to terms with the fact that I was never going to win Aye. on a hint for different side. So, regardless of how we played and fit cup it was, it was brilliant to kind of finally get out of the line. And, and I think for me and Wayne and a couple of other lads in particular, it was particularly kind of pleasing Aye. moment. For and you got a goal in that cup final as well? <laughs> I said about the penalty you put into the <laughs> Murray Leisure Centre, the better. Uh, I just wanted to keep the game interesting at 3 <laughs> 2, but no, I, I scored, uh, I think it was 1 1 at half time, was it? Mm, possibly, yeah. 1 1, and then I put it as 2 1 up, I think. Uh, so it was quite a big goal in the game. Um, 
and before the game I kind of thought I was going to score in the game I just kind of hid it in my head I was going to score and of course it was a heater I think I've scored as many goals in my head as I have on my feet to uh-huh. be honest but um, and before the game I'd kind of thought about I came my loon was going to be there and uh, well my client was there and uh, Harry and Anna and a wife and I thought right if I score I'd spot it further we're standing I'll run out to them and get a wee high five with the loon um, but when I scored I kind of forgot and I'd kind of just teen off and I thought oh, shit I need to turn back and go around so, so you were got a bit of stick for that <laughs> but, um, and, then, and then later on obviously we weren't running for the league but we kind of run out of legs but managed to get promotion with the last kick of the ball that season <laughs> uh, a game down in Fraserburgh Aye, we went into that game we uh, we just hit the draw or win to get promoted uh, makeshift team though <laughs> Wes, I mean, you were in goals. Yeah, that says it all. Um, got a bit of stick for goal kicks that day, but uh, well, I pulled my homie after ten minutes. <laughs> I've been getting you stick for your goal kicks for uh, twenty uh, years. Goal kicks actually. Um, but no, they hit to win, and they would have been promoted. So it was kind of like a playoff match. It was mm. like a cup final. Uh, I think we forget it was actually just a regular league match, but it ended uh, up a playoff. Yeah, um, and we were one 0 doing. Um, and they were probably the better team that day, to be honest. <laughs> um, but we we maybe 10, 15 to go, we were peppering their goals and we had a couple of really good chances. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Coco had a heater that Blair had a great save for. We went down to 10 men as well, Kyle got sent off. Aye. Um, and then a bar just broke at the edge of the box and it was it wasn't a cultured finish. I just got my tail on it, I think, uh-huh. and and went bottom corner and it was pretty much a ref blew a final whistle and we were, we were up and we'd seen a fair bit of stick for the Brock that day and oh, well I certainly took a lot of stick from the guys behind the goals and I was giving them a digit like <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, feeling. Uh, I know it was and although was it peppered way then the feeling like oh shit we're going back Super League <laughs> are we ready <laughs> I think before the game me and Wayne were kind of a wee bit of like oh, Super League would be tough going again um, but Hey, when you play football, you play to win, and to be the unit scored the goal to get us promoted was brilliant. And uh, as it happened, it was a goal that got us promotion. So it was it was a great way to end for Wayne for step uh, in after the game and for our season. And I think um, Wayne in particular, because he was in the dugout at the time and you were on the pitch, he was maybe taking a lot of flack for the for the relegation. So it was great for him to be on the end of that, that great season before he before he stepped down. Okay, so other than um, cup finals, playoffs and things, is there any other matches that stick in the mind? Aye, there's definitely one. Um, we were playing, I think it was our first season, me and Wayne in charge, and uh, we were playing Banks a D, supposed to be at Canal Park, but the game... Uh, well, the park was unplayable. I can't mind if it was frost or whether it was rain... But the ref came, nah, game's off. Banks of D were already there. But Linda, at the time, obviously, with her links to the Vale, she kind of sorted it to get on to Princess Royal. Uh, so they shouted, right, next door, boys. And the boys were giving me and Wayne pelters. They were like, oh, we can't play Banks of D on Princess Royal. And they'll pass us off the park. And at half time, we went in 4 1 doing. We were like, oh my God. Uh, so. That game really sticks in the memory because we went out and scored five in the second half <laughs> and uh, Kaka scored probably the best hat-trick I've ever uh, seen. Uh, Demo and Phil, two of them had great games as well. But Kaka was some boy in his day, wasn't he? 
when he was on it. Finny paid in on a Friday night um, <laughs> and turned up. Kaka was brilliant. Uh, but a great game on, on a good setting as well, I want to remember. Uh, I think that game cost their manager his job as well, did it? It was certainly his last game as Banks had manager, but I think he went on to be the Huntley manager, so he uh, might so have seen that. So he's going to up, right? Yeah. Not so bad. Okay. And uh, Wayne obviously decided it was time to call it a day. Did, how did that? Did you know that from an early time? Was it was it a blow? It was a blow in terms of I then I, I think we were both kind of wee bit of like have we done as much as we can do or. No. Is there somebody else that could take it on? He'd obviously moved to Inverurie at this point as well, so it was getting me a difficult for I, th- I think driving home after training twice a week and, and travelling was just um, taking its toll. But um, I think as well, I think neither of us particularly had ambitions to be managers. So, yeah. And I think he wanted to keep playing, he just wasn't able to get in the, the Vale team. Um um, but no, uh, Wayne was Wayne was such a steady boy, Kenny. Um, he was a big believer in Ken. If as an individual you won your battles, collectively <laughs> as a team, <laughs> you love that shit. Oh, yeah, that was his shit. Collectively every week, yeah. I think the boys had a bingo going. Actually, there was that, and there was um, uh, bouncing into next week. He loved that as well. Brilliant. Um, but no, hey, me and Wayne got on got on really well, and uh, I was quite disappointed in some ways that I would then be doing it myself. But Ken was delighted. Mikey had been come involved and was helping us out a wee bit. So, uh, so how did that get involved? Was that was that decided before the end of last season? Because I knew he, he started getting involved, or if it happened with that, uh, I probably was. I, I think me and Wayne had kind of spoken about it, and we. We'd kind of said, because of the season we were hearing for we could have gotten promoted, we were in a cup final, it mm-hmm. become really difficult to find the right time to actually announce it. Uh, um, because we didn't want it to affect the cup final and we didn't want it to affect potentially winning the league at one point. But aye, then aye. we just had to say it. But we'd spoke to Mikey and Mikey was keen as long mm-hmm. as I was kind of keen to... To bide on, so it worked out for us. And Mikey's worked with a lot of that boys as well, which has probably helped. But what has he brought to the table? Um, I think he's brought brought a freshness um, in training. I think uh, I thought me and Wayne's training was okay, to be honest. But after mm-hmm. four years, it can become pretty repetitive and stale. Mm-hmm. So um, Mikey's about kind of short and sharp stuff, which. It's fine. I, I'm a, I'm better long distance to be honest. It's not great for me, but I think it is the right style of, of training. Has it meant that you've been able to concentrate more on the playing side? Is he kind of he's fresh and he's keen? Has he been taking a lot of the grindy jobs and speaking to players and dealing with committees and paperwork and all that shit? Is it meant yeah. you've had to concentrate a bit more on playing? That was part of the thing for me. When I said to Mikey, I said I've. I've got one good year left of playing um, I think <laughs> I might hear me Ernest a good years but um, I think I can do a job for another season um, but I would prefer that it was focusing more on playing so he definitely has teen on a lot of the stuff that I kind of probably struggle with is grinding mm. it out with players and stuff like that yeah. and getting the phone calls out of time he takes the majority of that and he it, likes mixing it with the refs and the 
other managers as well, isn't he? Well, I thought up at Amiris with the dugouts being so far apart that you couldn't <laughs> get into an argument, but Mike, you managed. He finds a way, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, he struggles with Amni and the dugout to calm him down, I think. <laughs> he uh, says you're worse. <laughs> I was telling him, I'll, I'll get in trouble. That doesn't matter for me. Um, okay, if that would be your current squad, then let's talk about them. Because um, there's quite a few new boys or, or recent kind of guys. Um, are you are you the first name on a team sheet? Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm a race skinner. Hundred percent. Is uh, are you first on Mikey's team sheet though? Probably nay. No, I probably wasn't a first on Wayne's either. No. But I, I was made it. How come you played other games and Wayne didn't play any games? I don't know if that needs much explanation. To be honest, like Wayne uh, did play one game holding midfielder. It didn't work out too well. <laughs> Um, but in your squad, you've got a good balance just now. You've got some committed older guys. Aye, I think uh, we're captain Coco and vice-captain Jamie. Ken, two of them in particular have been on the go for a long time. And Ken, I kind of go on forever, but I'm glad that that two boys are on the go because they're committed to the club. Long-term? Um, well, Coco bleeds black and white. He did say that, yes. <laughs> Future manager? I would like oh, to like, think so. I, I would like to think so. Surely. He's had a lot of stint help when you actually for you and Mikey. He, he did. And he's actually taking training the night while I'm sipping beers in uh, Cyprus. So I was um, going to say that, like, commitment wise, do you see there's a big drop in commitment <laughs> these days from the players? I almost thought you were a committed lad, but you're missing training the night. Yeah, uh, and I'm missing Saturday as well. Uh, but no, I, I have kind of proud myself. And when I'm available to train and play, I'm there every week. And the wife gives my dogs abuse because I'm plan holidays and stuff like that running about yeah. fit bad but that's just well <laughs> but that's just how I was kind of brought up and fit I think is important yeah. if you're no, do it do it right definitely so the, the Coco and Jamie are they are they your leaders in that dressing room I want for the managers aye definitely I mm-hmm. think that, and you could probably put Bino in that category as well being a kind of that kind of age and, yeah right. and um the new crop you've brought in a new, I think Mike he's quite good at the old recruitment he's worked with a lot of young boys so he, he canes boys who's impressed you though out of the guys that have been brought in this season uh, this season I think um, I think boys have spoken about Rory he started really well mm-hmm. um, I think Richie has done really well at right back he uh, he started pre-season and did a couple of training sessions and uh, Looked absolutely terrible. <laughs> <laughs> First touch was honking. Maybe in goals. Yeah. Um, but no, I think he's during games he's been very good, very steady. Definitely. Um, so no, I think other boys have kind of added something. We definitely needed a next group of boys coming through. Aye. So although the likes of Sam, Craig, Key Clangers in goals and Jack... Haven't I maybe played quite as much as they want it? I'm sure they will come time. And they need to stick it out, don't they? Because ah, there's got to yeah. be opportunities moving forward. Yeah. Um, out of the established players, who do you think has stepped up their game this season? Uh, I think uh, Soapy. I think uh, Soapy's definitely. had his best spell. Um, he was a bit of a risk for me and Wayne Attack at the time. He'd kind of mm-hmm. played himself out of White Hills and... Um, but ugh, I guess we just saw something in him, and he's he's got a commitment. He's kind of good, good character most of the time. Aye. Um, 
in this season, I think with the competition for the younger boys, he's probably thought I'll need to make sure I'm, I'm up my game. Nah, I mean that place was open for him really when Ernie retired, aye, and aye. he's kind of made it his own. Him and Jamie at the back, yeah. Pretty much. I mean the games they've played, we've done really well in. Aye. Um, uh, I thought we'd nearly lost him at the end of last season. Actually, at the the cup final, he, he was he was dropped for the game, and it was. Mm. Me and Wayne spoke a lot about it. It was very unfair, to be honest, but he'd missed a week of four. Can't mind why, but it was a fairly legitimate reason. But he'd missed it, and Ernie played. And we just kept Ernie in. Um, I was quite pleased, not pleased that the goalie got injured, but I was pleased that Soapy got on, on um, and got decent minutes and played his part in that game because I thought uh, during the warm-up he was he was gone like I thought he was going to be back but I see him being at Deverance side for a long time as yeah, well. well I think he um, Jordy Jordy uh, are the future of the club I would say I'm not uh, with other young boys but about Jordy he's, he's raising his game every every season isn't he uh, Jordy's been very very steady for us um, and he's playing out of position I think he's a right back come possible midfielder um, but he's played left back mainly for us and then done a really really good job at position. Uh, he pets himself about doesn't he he's not fear to MD he'll stand up to MD uh, he likes an injury but <laughs> yeah cool do you guys have a, have a particular philosophy and style of management or are you going to take it game by game I have no philosophy can <laughs> <laughs> <Gotta> spell it <laughs> Begins with an F. Um, no, I, I guess for me, I'm a boot boys putting it in, trying their best, winning tackles and heaters. Um, then I think we're blessed. We maybe the best football players in the world that are going to play Bonnie passing football. But mm. if possible, I would prefer us to try and play. Can you play better football this season than we have done previously, though? Uh, maybe I think when I first joined. Um, different side Craig Stewart liked to try and play football mm-hmm. I think under Craigie we became I Craig Ewan we became Mero a workman like mm-hmm. hard to beat team we, we, we had a lot of big boys we played to our strengths um, and I think me and Wayne tried to kind of get a bit of passing going but it's difficult you have, you, at times mm-hmm. you need to play the simple the simple in thing in that league you've got to D for you need D to win or get points, don't you? Yeah. Opponents wise, who who you come up against playing that is really tough there in that centre midfield? Um, there's a few. There's a few. I think uh, Banks at D used to have a guy called I can't remember his first name. It's Forsyth. He got called Fozzy, mm. um, and he was very good. His movement was 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 brilliant, and right. I I was struggled there against boys that. Work. Could run, could run, could run. <laughs> if the marking runs beyond, and um, uh, if I played against boys, it became a fight and a battle. That was fine by me, um, but he was one. And he did actually retire, I think, but he's just signed for Bridge of Dawn, so okay. um, we'll maybe be reunited again. Uh, um, they're signing Abdi. Aye, well, but uh, I never had a great game against him, to be honest. Okay. Um, the other in was a boy, Mike Ray, for. Uh, Played at Maud and now plays for a Brock Highland League. He was a very good player. He, when you looked at him, you thought, well, you should win your heaters and tackles against him, but he uh-huh. could jump. And, uh, good leap. Aye, aye, it was a tough. And then you're having a bit of a, 
a veteran battle for goals against uh, Bartlett for Dicey. <laughs> well, he probably doesn't have me, but yeah. um, certainly he's a He's probably a better version of me, I would have said. He's Aller as well, which there's not many boys Aller than me. Less hair, is it? Less you're, hair, you're but I'm probably greyer. Yeah, but he, he's a very good player and is a stalwart, a junior, North junior football, and he's yeah. still banging in goals, which... I mean, you fanboy him in Hungary as well, I think we met him at Scotland game. That <laughs> 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 footed training, uh, far has been the toughest you've came up Inside training, Whitehouse training, has been um, your tough opponents in training. Ernie was a, he was a pain in the arse at training. He used to and go. Th- life. Aye, 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 but he, he used to go through the back of you all the time. You're <laughs> like, flip's sake, Ernie, it's training, Ken. But uh, he was just, that was the way he trained, and that was the way he played most of the time, unless he came up against Paddy for. Yeah, doing sooth, he didn't like him. Nah, he rubbed all them over the fence. He was off after the, 15 uh, minutes, I think. But um, the other in training was Scotty Davidson. He was a great player and a, he was a great lad, actually. Um, he, yeah. I, he, I had a shout that uh, can didn't you didn't slag off your pals kind of thing Scotty was like Nina you are my pals can you don't need pals and fit back most folks description of him is great on the pitch but a pain in the arse maybe he says it all no I really liked him he was yeah, I, I mind a bus journey with him actually up to Elgin it was a team night out and we were doing left handed drinking and then Scotty called me out he was like ah, you're left handed that's no fair so I was like well that's fine I'll be right handed so I was doing right-handed, but there was a bottle of champagne getting passed around the bus, so <laughs> I seen my opportunity. And it's probably brute who you boys. I definitely wasn't a champagne. But I put it right in his, his uh, right hand, and he's had a drink, and I've called him, and he, he downed the bottle of champagne. like. <laughs> You'd skill. I think half an hour later, I was phoning his dad to pick him up. Like. <laughs> Fit about, I came that in your management days, you've spent most of the time in the pitch. You've nearly had many... Uh, days in the dugout with us, but who are the managers, opposite managers, you really just, you know, yeah, tough time against? Um, I guess there's two that stick in the memory. I wouldn't have said particularly gave us a tough time, but the stand out because of oh, their personalities. Vocal. Vocal, why? <laughs> um, because Banks of D would either said gave us a tough time, but near the dugout, just yeah. on the pitch. Yeah. Um, but but the bridge I done, boy Lewis Muirhead, mm-hmm. um, what a character! Um, he'll maybe make a future podcast. I'd love for him to come on a podcast, like if he's yeah, listening. Well, I think you'd be entertaining. I'd like to interview him because I think Bridge Don and a team possibly going places. Uh, well, he's he's I was one that certainly marks an impression. Sometimes it's has a negative effect on his team, but certainly it's had a positive effect a couple of times um, against us. Um, can bully boys for the side, um, and the other end is Dawson at Hermes. <laughs> oh, what a rupert! <laughs> Aye, I think we'll leave it there. I think that says it all. Um, Mike Smith maybe gives me an insight. He plays. Uh, he's played under him. He said worse. <laughs> um, so have you not talked to Myra she mentioned that brilliant they don't have to get in many fights no. with, with those guys anymore um, is there anywhere that you used to love going to where you thought ah, we're going to win a day um, no loads of places but uh, 
I always like to go back to White Hills, mm-hmm. <laughs> just because... Are your bridges burnt there, do you think? Are you hated there? Oh, Bill Morris absolutely hates me. Yeah. Um, he's not the only one. No, he's a maniac. <laughs> um, but uh, I just I always thought it's a game we should win. Well, where I was in a hiding and then, and there was a game we didn't win, thanks to the Murdo OGs. Um, uh, Murdo, I blame the young goalie. <laughs> I always like to go back. I kind of felt at that point to prove maybe just yeah. going back. Is there anywhere, um, if Devonside folded tomorrow and you wanted to keep your junior career going, where would you go? I would probably retire, but um, in terms of setups and pitches, uh, alongside I was like going alongside, it was a, yeah, a cracking yeah. pitch and used to get a midweek or sometimes with the lights. Uh, yeah. Our social club was on site, it was just. Okay, talk to me about your future. Fits of ambitions for the rest of this season. I came for a fact you would have been delighted to stay up this season. Is that still the case or are higher ambitions new? Uh, No, really, that's still my ambition to make sure that we're in the Super League next season. Obviously, with the start we've had, although we've struggled maybe a wee bit in the last couple of weeks, I'd like to think we could be mid table. um, But on him more than biding up's a bonus for me this season. Nah, nah. Yeah, um, your wife Amy when I like uh, me asking this, but how many more years you got in you playing, and will you sign a new five-year deal live on you? Well, the chairman's here. We have uh, <laughs> already signed a five-year deal, so uh, five more years. Oh fuck! Uh, is this a one-off job for you, Devon Siders Management, or do you have ambitions to manage at a higher level? No, I've got absolutely zero ambition management, to be honest. Um, and I didn't really hate it. I probably had a spell when I was maybe 10, 11, 12, for I played championship manager. <laughs> all night sessions. All, all night <laughs> sessions with you and Dad. Um, for I thought, aye, I could be a football manager. But um, no, it was only ever different side, really. And, and when it's finished, that'll be it. I might take a loons fit, but that would be a boot. Oh, you better watch because Kev and Paul will be on to you straight away if you if you clock that. Like McDuff lines till I die. <laughs> um, in terms of your personal life, football eats up a lot of your time along with your job. So, are your family and your missus are they supportive of your your football? <clears throat> um, supportive of the fact that she's not divorced, ma. Um, <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I think a five-year deal might seal it. Uh, I can see it away. You'll be able to it here in a second. <laughs> no, I said to Amy when we first got together that I work a lot and I play football and I'll do that until I want to stop doing it. And nah. So she came as a crack. I thought, doesn't I stop the odd You're complaint? You're a long time stopped with football, though. Hey. Well, we'll see in five years. Nah. You'll only be 40 by then, so we'll see if it happens. <laughs> and uh, hobbies and interests, have you got any away from football? Um, no, not really. Nah, you're a boring bastard. Uh, okay. Um, so we're out here in Cyprus, so yep. we better talk about Scotland. Yep. There's nobody better qualified, I think, to talk about Scotland than us, especially in the area. We are elite level fans. Definitely. Uh, me more so than you, I would say, mm. slightly. Graham Masson might get a shout. Uh, but uh, what do you think about the current setup? Um, the manager, the squad, what's going on? 
it's a difficult time to be a Scotland fan, let's be honest. Um, I think I think we've got some good players, but I think... They're not committed though, are they? A lot of them. A lot of them are, and I know... Our captain, Andy uh, Robertson, has only been available for 50% of this qualifying campaign. That's a shocking stat. It's a shocking stat, but I actually think he is committed to Scotland. I just didn't think he should be the captain. Aye, but his teeth are looking better now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Andy Robertson shouldn't be the captain, actually. I think nah. it actually hinders him a wee bit. Tom again. You could get to him, maybe. Uh, if he's got to play every week, I think we need a settled team. We kind of change centrally every single game, which we seem to do just uh, now. Do you think Ryan Jack's got to play this thing? I think he needs to, doesn't he? I you think get he get to foot by the Celtic and Aberdeen uh, contingent. I think he probably should play, but I think Kenny McLean will often get the Good nod there. Well, he is okay, aye, but it's that old chestnut. Oh, if you play in a Premier League, mm-hmm. you're, seen yeah, you're seen as better, despite playing in the Championship the year before and they getting a game. But um, no, I think we need to use this two games to get a team. Aye. Who would you play up front? Go with Shankland. Uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of Nasey, but I uh, think he's probably I think this is at his the end. Well uh, scored, is it? it could be. I hope it's Nay. I hope that we qualify and he gets. He's on 49 cups. Well, I think he's going to get 50 against Kazakhstan and they'll wave goodbye. I don't care. I think Nasey's got a good personality about him. He'd be a good boy to have out the squad, Definitely whether he's are. starting or no. But I'd go with Shankland. Just he's the future, I think. I think he's going to get a move if in January in the summer. He'll get a move to a good club and he'll be our number one. Griffiths is finished. He probably is finished. I I think uh, Shankland. It's looking like Shankland or McBurney, and McBurney can't get a game for Sheffield United. No, uh, McBurney's younger than Shankland. Is he? Apparently. Oh. I might be speaking shit, but I heard that. Oh. I heard that the other day. He would need to pull up his socks a wee bit, McBurney. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, before Tierney moved, he was Scotland's most expensive player, so it's, aye, it's mental, Tierney. Um, okay, how about Steve Clark? You think he is the man? My pal Steve. Your pal Steve, you want to tell him? Uh, tell my, my story about Steve. <laughs> Steve's been a taxi for me a couple of, well, just once. <laughs> um, no, we went doing for Steve, Stevie Watt, same for Chelsea, he, he had a game, uh, he had a game and against Spurs, uh, I think it was under 19s or something, whatever it was anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had to travel in the team minibus, so he said, oh, I've organised a lift for you. Um was doing with Billy Wacker, the two of us, to, to get a run to the game for his ex-coach, if I had then become the reserve coach, of okay. course. He turns up and it's Steve Clark, so <laughs> uh, me and Billy were like, oh, happy days, get a he run to Steve. He must only just to be finished playing at that point, probably then. Ah, uh, he was probably a few years, a good few yeah, years, okay. but um, he'd hang about Chelsea, he became assistant manager and then, obviously. Uh, uh, do you think he's a man for the job though, Steve? I don't care, I think he needs a year or two, probably uh, needs a rest. Give him time, eh, uh, Give him another campaign, I think. If you look about this campaign else. was finished before, before he took over. Finished that, in Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan, he finished this off. And I, I happened to hear the the honour of being in that game and it was probably my worst spot at the moment but um, what do you think about the Tierney situation is you're an Arsenal fan I I think uh, 
Uh, I used to think he would turn up to fit of our squad, but um, it doesn't seem to be the case. I see how he can play five games for Arsenal and then they turn up for Scotland. But then he's got a choice in it, though. Obviously, Arsenal didn't want him to be here, but do you think he could go and say, I want to go and play for Scotland if he really wanted to? I think he could, but he's probably looking at it and we're not qualifying. Uh, if it means that he can get fit and playing at a higher standard, then it could be beneficial for okay. us. So you're letting him off because he's Arsenal. Well, okay, I mean. But I think we need to hear our best players here these two games because our next two games after this are playoffs, potentially to qualify for the Euros. Yep, and I think we've got a chance. I think we've because we're first games at Hamden, I would like to think we'll win that game, regardless of how we're playing against. Looking like looking like Bulgaria at the Aye. moment. I mean, we kind of were near England for pumped them five six whatever mm. it was, but um, they it's looked honking. absolutely honking. Eh? And yeah. at Hamden, we should be taking them. Ah, they've never got Stoichkov and Lechkov now. They're a, <laughs> they're a poor yeah, outfit. There's more Kovs and Banff than in Bulgaria. <laughs> okay. But about, uh, I mean, you know, we've been following Scotland for a long time. Our dad obviously got us into a young age. My first game was Scotland in, in 1990 or in 89, I guess, Egypt. Before we got bumped that day. Petaudry. Petaudry, aye. But what's your favourite Scotland moment watching Scotland? It's got to be Euro 96. We went to oh, the three no, group no. games. Uh, I think I was about 11. Just, well, just coming uh, on 11. You're fat, yeah, um, and uh, at the time, the, the, the kind of hype around the Euros and it being in England, it was just, it was kind of surreal a wee bit at times, but it kind of felt like that was a normal for a Scotland fan to be going to a major tournament. Qualified and, a lot, eh? But my favourite game would have definitely been the Switzerland Dean from the 1-1-0. Mm. Ali McCoy's top corner pretty yeah, much we were, we were behind the goals uh, Villa Park at the whole end aye um, and the big celebrations it obviously ended not quite so well we were in a goal at Gary McAllister's um, but McCoyce was a big hero of both hours at the time being a Definitely Rangers yeah. man but, um, a great tournament and uh, we were very unlucky actually because David Seaman your, your Arsenal goalie ah, he chucked it letting through your legs against Holland and if it wasn't for that we would have qualified but well well we're still waiting and we obviously missed uh, World Cup 98 I think I had exams or summons but Ham wasn't a keen on his gun because of that and he promised us that we'd go to the next World <laughs> Cup or Euros and um, we're still waiting we're still trying and to be fair he's still taking us on these trips I uh, know we'll get her at one day, one uh, day. Yeah, hopefully it's not Qatar though they allowed a beer fit about in terms of we've been in a lot of we've been in a lot of Scotland games I, I actually keep a spreadsheet but I've not got it with my bit um, we've been in a lot of Scotland games a lot of away games um are there any good stories, trips that you've had? We go, obviously, go we, we are pals, sometimes Brookie and Dave, although Brookie's never been allowed to go for about three years now. But uh, any good stories? Um, there's a few that stick in the memory. The very first thing that uh, me and Dad went on, you weren't allowed that day, uh, I think. I think Cash had just been born, give me that. No. <laughs> um, but it was in Spain, Alicante. Uh, the Spanish had kind of thought, well, we're going to pump them, so we may as well get a big crowd out of them. Um, so they'd made it in Alicante um, and uh, we actually didn't hate tickets we got 
our cousin Michael for Baden Spain at the time to get yeah. his home end tickets. Um, I think it was the team Hercules. Hercules, no, I think, played well, it was up a hill and we'd had a full day at it and uh, hadn't really seen Dad with a few bevies much and yeah, he was nice. kind of stopping back and forth a wee bit on the way up to the stadium but um, that was a really difficult game but that Spanish team were probably the best team I've ever seen. Uh, was that, that was the team that won the World Cup, wasn't it? Aye, we, we touched the bar about three times in Did the game. Did score though? Aye, we got a penalty, I think. Possibly Darren Fletcher scored yeah, a penalty. Kenny Miller, no? Maybe, yeah, I can. But uh, that was a really good trip in the sun. Um, Nearly got accosted. We did die in a way after, I mean, Brookie as I was found a club for the boys to go to all. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I dance floor, Brookie's a man, cheese yeah, graters. Cheese graters everywhere. Um, but uh, no, often we came out the club. Me and Dad started walking towards the hotel that we didn't came for it was at, but we started walking along and as about five motorbikes stopped aside us, we thought, oh no, we're about to get a kick in here. Um, but just so happened, just wanted a photo with the kilt, so yeah. <laughs> got a while with it. And uh, you also had the dearest taxi of your life the next day. Oh, the less said about that, the better. We missed, <laughs> missed our trains. <laughs> got a taxi for all the county to Barcelona. Oof. And uh, with a good evening malt as well, we met up with our pal Razor and uh, Dave kept getting his face licked. <laughs> Check out! <laughs> no. but, uh, but it's been great times for him in Scotland. We'll get back there. Fit about favourite Scotland players, so just thinking about players in a Scotland shirt, Fav Young's done the business in the Scotland shirt. I think early days, because McCoist was, was the hero, to aye. see McCoist playing was I was a... Amazing. Aye, aye. Um, but for that team... Uh, John Collins, I really liked him despite playing for Celtic, player, but he was a he good was a player. player uh, uh, he was good. I liked McAllister, even though he missed Wally. the pen. Uh, um, he got a lot of stick after that, eh? and he probably could have played for Scotland for another five oh, years at least. Definitely. Look what he did at Liverpool. Uh, definitely. We lost out there by slaughtering him, and that uh, happens a lot, I think. Uh, Christian Daly. Oh, Christian <laughs> Daly. Quality. Um, just uh, gave his a uh, um, Colin Hendry. Colin Hendry, I mean, Hendry was Keith Lad and I played for Isle of Vale. Well, maybe once. <laughs> um, Lately, I'm a big fan of Robertson. I think that he's done at Liverpool. He's oh, he's brilliant, but <laughs> he's playing with boys that just didn't care for their day. I really liked Fletcher as well. Darren Fletcher, I thought, was a great player. To play for Man United and, and care about playing for Scotland was massive. Uh, he turned up. And hopefully McTominay will go some way to fill that void eventually. I've got high hopes for him. Nah. Predictions for the Cyprus match at the weekend? I'm worried. I'll give you that. Uh, I'm worried. I'm very worried. I've had a few beers, so I'm going 3-0 Scotland. Okay, I'm still worried after three or, three or four beers, so I'm going to say 1-1, one, one, and that's being positive. Oof. But I'll, I'm happy, happy to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, are you happy to take part, John, in the latest new feature of the Beyond P- Canal Park podcast? Well, since I'm a creator, oh, I'm definitely happy. Creator? Oh, definitely. <laughs> in what way? I've invented this challenge. Okay. Well, I got it off an old old lad. This challenge is <laughs> named after a legend. This is the Terry Kid Senior Keep You Up Challenge. So if it happens is um 
the first challenge is if you can demer in 10 keep you up so you get a pound I'll give you a pound yep um, a euro or a euro since we're in Cyprus yep but also um, this is going to be ongoing so we're going to see who gets the record okay. right, so you're going to set the record are you up for it yep alright let's do it Right, here we go for the challenge, and uh, we're in our eighth floor apartment in Cyprus, so the neighbours below us will be fucking steer. But anyway, we're uh, we're going to go for the keep you up challenge. Let me just tell you the rules, John. Um, no, um, at no times are you allowed to touch the ball with your hands. You're not allowed to uh, touch the ball more than twenty times consecutively with the same part of the body. So that's feet, knees, head. Okay, shoulders. Not allowed to do twenty shoulders in a row. Not allowed to do twenty more than twenty feet in a row. Okay. 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 Let's uh, kick off. You're using a cracking yellow and green ball we found in the apartment. It looks like actually a volleyball, so you might be hindered. But we're gonna go for it. We're on your own time. Go for it. Here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 15, 16, 17, 18, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, 48, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, it's on the table, I'm finished, you've won the Euro, the Terry Kid Pound has been won, yeah. uh, it's a new record, 47 I think, how do you feel at this moment? Terry would have been proud of that. He would have been proud. Well done John, we'll get back to talking now. Okay, John, you're looking a bit knackered after, after the keep me up challenge. Are you all right to continue? Oh, you need any physio? No, no, no. Well, you get Kyle Kirk in to need some physio now. <laughs> no, he's in the jungle. Okay. He is going to the jungle, isn't he? Brilliant. Uh, okay, you tell me about your best 11 that you've played for you before we finish. Yep. Okay, talk me in about formation. Was looked like you sent, the thing you sent me looked like a 4 4 2 diamond. Is that what you're going with? I, I would never ever play a diamond probably as a manager, but. To fit in the boys, I wanted to fit in. Going with diamonds, so you're, right. you're not a fan of the wingers, basically. Uh, didn't really play with a lot of great wingers. <laughs> Sorry, donkey. <laughs> okay, goalkeeper. Okay, um, goalie was between two, uh, and James Blanchard got a nod. Um, Blair Tate, pretty unlucky to miss out, but uh, I played with Blanche. Is a burn mare to be honest, mm-hmm. um, but there was a game in particular, and it was probably the game that he got noticed to go and play for Aberdeen. Uh, we we're playing for the Vale Eighteens against Dundee Eighteens, okay. um, and they absolutely pumped us that game. I can't remember. Good for goalie though, that kind of games. Ah, uh, he's still let in about six, I think, oh. but. Um, it probably could have been 26 yeah. and I think that was a game that Aberdeen seen him and thought we'll take him but mm-hmm. Blanche was quality and when he went to the Vale he, he went to the Vale from, at a time from they had Ross Bremner in goals and he was quality yeah. um, and I mind thinking I think James will get a game but he seen kind of forced his way in aye, and, uh, and he won titles didn't he aye, and he was the best keeper in the Highland League for a few seasons uh, he was sure. obviously at Aberdeen for a while as well I think he got unlucky did he Did he break his leg he broke his leg playing at field uh, tough one okay yeah. Um, so your defence, you're going for a, a back four, right back? Yep. Um, my right back's Matty Kinghorn. Mm-hmm. Um, 
probably didn't play a lot of games with Matty as a right back, but he came back and played for a side for a season, and he played the bulk of it holding midfield, but you could see there was, towards the end of that season, Craig started playing a mare as a right back, yeah. and he was absolute quality. Um, he well. could run up and down all day long. He had a good pass in him. He was just steady um, and a fine boy. Mm-hmm. Um, fruit and veg on his body. and just, <laughs> He liked a tattoo, oh, didn't he? mental, like and bag uh, of nuts. <laughs> and he's getting into poetry these days. Oh, his rhymes are quality, uh, like uh, Baby and a Bard, hey, look. Uh, he's like a game ray rapper, basically, is he? <sighs> Game Ray M&M. Uh, and uh, he used to run the Game Ray after training, did he? After games. <laughs> after games, he would run out to the mother-in-laws. Fit as fuck. Oh, mental. Um, uh, a great lad. and he, His mum was one of my favourite teachers back in the day as oh, well. Oh, so yeah. Great, great people. Left back. Uh, Chrissy Crabe gets a nod. Um, Paul. I, Paul, aye. But <laughs> um, a very good player. Um, he... I probably played at left back and he played left mid a lot from when we were younger but yeah, um, uh, he was just better <laughs> um, but uh, as he got a wee bit older he started playing left back and he was just a classy kind of player he, yeah. a good eye for a pass again Barnet as well. he had a good Barnet he was a ladies man uh-huh. um, but he was a good organiser he read the game really well and he should still be playing now I think he's thumbed and knew he's nearly no, out of play no, but, um, but no a very good player uh, good Dean and uh, he, he, he's still got he should still be playing shouldn't he really uh, um, centre halves centre halves have got Ernie Ernie Milne uh-huh. um, I played with at White Hills and then aside for a lot of years um, I think out of the, that kind of I've played with Ernie for about 10 years at least probably mm. probably mayor probably 12 years and consistently, he was probably one of the best players uh, through that time. A lot of boys have said to me that he should have played Highland League. Do you agree with that? He could have, but I didn't care if he had the mentality for it. No, um, didn't and I, big games. Not so much up, but I just think he he almost didn't quite believe in his own ability uh, to is play. It true that he didn't start playing until he was about 17. Properly, uh, maybe not properly. He played for Macduff mm. and then White Hill. Well, he played for a side before they stopped, uh, and then White Hill. Think but he should still be playing. Aye, again, he's thumbed. He's now uh, allowed. But um, we'll see him back, though, won't we? I hope so. Uh, and his central defensive partner. Um, I've went for Stevie Watt. Mm-hmm. Um, a good friend of yours again. Aye, he was a good friend. I obviously, played with him at Macduff Lions and. I mind when he first came in a boot, he hadn't really, that was his first kind of club, but he was, he'd started a wee bit later than us, the game ricks kind of, he was started a wee bit later. Too busy praying. Something like that. Toe pokes away. Ah, he was honking, eh? <laughs> his first touch was absolutely honking. He played right wing because he wasn't really trusted to play anywhere else, so, um, but gradually yeah, he, started he, he started developing, his touch got better. And he was just, he just had the drive and passion and determination and he wanted to, he wanted to do well and he obviously went on to have a really good career. He went to Chelsea and all the rest of it. But um, Steve was kind of, he was a kind of inspiration for our teams at our age and it was no surprise really that he, 
he got the move. He signed from school, did he? And he's got a wee bit involved. <laughs> he did, uh, yeah. And I didn't know actually gain a story until recently. He kind of said to us that he, I'm not saying he demanded it, but he'd said to Chelsea that if I'm going to sign a contract, I want to do it with the boys that I've played with, kind of thing. So our school team got Dean into the conference room in Banff Academy, and Steve Clark came up and signed the contract with him. We how many? Basically, his pals and his family there, yeah, which was a nice yeah. moment for us. Uh, you and your pal Steve Clark reunited again. Oh, I couldn't <laughs> wait to come and speak to me. Like, uh. but fair bit, Steve, is he still? Has he kept his feet in the ground despite working with those boys at Chelsea? Is he still a fine lad? Aye, I mean, Steve's he was been a fine lad. I, I think folk would find him a wee bit arrogant, um, but I just think to. Be so a you player, have be. you have to be, uh, yeah, you have to be. So you're good pals with him, you can maybe get him on, on the podcast with me. Well, he's manager of the Heath, no? Uh, um, I don't know Heath. No, no. <laughs> um, I've no clue for the play, but... Uh, um, he's, he's well, he's, he's really at the coaching union, he's had a couple of jobs, so hopefully he does well down there, but I'd love to get uh, him on if you can organise Well, I'll try and wangle it. Like. That's a couple of guys you've got to get on for me. Okay. Uh, okay, we'll move to the midfield diamond. The diamond. Who's, who's our holder? Legend here. I've kind of hit... Uh, um, I was swaying a wee bit because I wanted to get Stuart Anderson on my team. Quality player from all accounts. Very good player. Um, but because I probably only really played with him growing up as a kid and then mm. for a couple of seasons or one season at school... Um, I didn't put him in the team, but yeah. n- a quality player. Oh, brilliant player, and still playing just new. Um, but no, I've put in Razor Ray Forbes. What a guy! Great guy. He's a he's a lover of the podcast, but Aye. he's probably my biggest fan. Most folk would say their their wives or something would be their biggest fan, but yeah, Ray no, Forbes. Every time you score, he's oh, coming in with a fire emoji. Yep, he's. <laughs> Blows smoke up me, it's brilliant. What were his qualities? Razor was just, he was like a warrior on a pitch. He, and, uh, but his best quality was probably getting the boys up for a social event. <laughs> a night out. Oh, man. If Razor was in a night out, you can't, oh, you were having a good time. Uh, what a man. Yeah, but he could, he could get a goal, and again, I probably played with Ray more so at school and at the Vale growing up, but... Um, Every he moved to Dubai and then he's in Malta new. But still playing, I think. He, he still plays. Second, aye. Division there. He's back at centre half. Uh, he's slowly going back. Um, but uh, he used to come and play for us. when Craig Ewan was imagining. He played uh, one game for me and Wayne actually, uh, and we won that. I played um, that game. I think uh, uh, we beat Hermes two one. And uh, he had a good eye for a goal. He was just he's just a leader. He's uh, a good player. Brilliant. And then in front of him, the two. Um, side of the diamond. I hit the pit Fletty in the team. Uh, he's in everybody's team. Fletty was the difference for me in is terms. Is Stuart Flett, not Graham Flett? No, no, Stuart. <laughs> um, no, Stuart Flett was was the Mister Flett with my gun. Mister Flett, no, him, no. Um, no, Stuart Flett was probably one of the best players I've played with, not technically. Just in terms of character and inspiration for the boys, he demanded folk to be better. He was really good in training. He didn't yeah. like when we. Fucked up. Uh, he didn't like it. He didn't like when we went doing the training once a week because he thought 
We should train twice. I, I think for me, uh, probably Uta Abdi, I came with Liverpool McCoy's now, but Roy Keane, for me, was one of my favourite all-time players. and He's probably, you know, reminds me of Roy Keane in a lot of ways, where he demanded mm. the best for Abdi running about him, and if he didn't do it, he, he told you. Yeah. <laughs> I... And folk just, he was never our captain, and I was kind of amazed me why Flight was not yeah. a captain because the other boys he was a captain. Did really. you offer him it to stay when you first came over? Like, <laughs> I tried to get Flight to bide on, yeah. but as I said, he was probably about 43 yeah, at the time and just it's too hard. He also thumbed as well. Ah, he's thumbed now, and I go to Ross, World Cup and stuff. Uh, Ross County games, yeah. and he's an Aberdeen fan, and he goes to Ross County. Never mind. And the other side, of, other side of the diamond. Um, Kev Suter. Player. Player. Definitely the best player I've ever played with. Aye. Um, played with him at senior, when I was in fourth year, at senior mm-hmm. uh, school team. He played until Christmas time, and Aye. I think we probably won every game. Do you think it's the reason we didn't win the Scottish Cup that year, because he left to go to Aberdeen? I think if he was still there, we would have... Fair chance won it if they got to the final, but he was absolutely brilliant. I mean, the first game playing, I was one of there was only a few lefties in the team, so I thought I'd be taking in swinging corners uh, for the right. Kev Gangzur, I thought, oh, well, Kev's a boy, he just he does what he wants, but he took in swinger with his left. It was mental. Took feet, mental. I think he came back and played for Portsoy a few games. That's correct. Um, um, <laughs> I think he'd just been released for Aberdeen and he was about to go to America, possibly. I think he was in America, yeah. actually, and he was coming back because I had an interesting conversation with him. Uh, when we were playing Tom and Tool, I'd been coming back on a cruising a game. I, uh, I, think, we were I think we won 9-0 that game. I think it was 5-0 at half-time. We were cruising. And, anyway, I was walking back on at half-time and I'd spotted this blonde thing um, at the other side of the pitch. And female? A, female, yep. And uh, I'd said to Kev, woof, check your blonde thing out Tidy. <laughs> and Kev says, ah, that's my girlfriend. Kayla. <laughs> 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 um, so how did he take that? I just had that laugh, like, and go uh, on with the game. Uh, and then uh, he went back to America, and before long he was playing against David Beckham. He played Beckham, uh, right, that was a shot. From Tom and Tool to LA. That's it. Uh, some boy. Okay, attacking midfielder. Um, I've went with Bino, Chris mm. Blackhall. Um, Another man who pops up a lot in this for yeah, teams. I think other side boys appreciate that Bino could play higher. Mm-hmm. Um, he's choosing to play for a side. He's choosing to play for a side, which again for us is brilliant um, because um, I think he feels almost at home at a side. That's far he's kind of. Pals are, it's um, far he's enjoyed playing fit, but, but talent-wise, he's one of the better players I've played with. Apart from Kev, talent-wise, Bino would be, be right up early. Uh, do, you think, do you think he's one that, for Bath, kind of why that possibly could have followed in your Terry Kids and your Kev suitor and maybe played at a higher level, Stuart Anderson as well? He could have, but I think he'd have attitude for it, uh, to be fair. I think he's... He's happy where he is. Aye. Yeah. And fair enough. Yeah. Okay, strikers, you're playing with two up front. I like to see two up front. Two up front. I didn't normally play with two up front, to be fair, but. That's why you got relegated. Uh, maybe. <laughs> um, but the, f- the first thing is uh, Gary Petty. Uh-huh. 
Cold Machine. Cold Machine. Um, he played only one year with him, really, at different side under Craig Stewart, I think. Um, and uh, I think he scored about 20 goals up to Christmas. Uh-huh. Um, the Scottish Marco Negri, I think, was Negri goals after Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, his groins were shot, I think, and he kind of struggled the second half of the season. But he was a brilliant player, and he was left-sided. Um, I've probably had to leave out my good pal Billy Walker for him, um, which he wouldn't be happy with. But, uh, but Gary was, for the little time I played with him, he was quality. Aye, and um, if you're listening, Gary, I, I'm wanting to get a few TVs and that wired up for the birds for Christmas, so I'll give you a shout, it'll be good. You're a great player, I'll get my discount. <laughs> Fuzzy slick partner. The last boy in the team sheet um, is another good pal of mine, Mike oh, Smith. Right, here we go. Um, Mike, is uh, he was a very underrated player at his side. Uh, um, and, uh, but he scored a decent amount of goals, he wasn't uh, a prolific. Craig Ewan said he was his top scorer in his yeah, time. I couldn't believe that. I thought I'd probably mirror him, uh, but never mind. Uh, he's pipped you. I think it was a few goals in it, for which isn't great for him. <laughs> but, uh, no, Mike brought a lot to the team. Mm-hmm. I think Craig maybe said it, or somebody said it. Although he was a big boy, he was honking in the air. Uh, he needed defeat. Yeah, uh, he needed a defeat, aye. But he was just awkward, and he got us up a pitch, and... I was really, I didn't say nothing to him at the time, but when he left the side, I was raging with him. Because <laughs> um, it wasn't his fault, I think. He, he lived in Aberdeen at that point as well, didn't did he? Did die. No, it and he was... signed for him, he's got a league medal. <laughs> it was he a scored no-brainer. in the Scottish Cup, so what can you do? It was a no-brainer, but at the time, I remember thinking, you bastard kind of thing, you should yeah. be biding and playing with your pal. Again. But oh, never mind. Well. Okay, um, he's, a, he's a bit of a gullible lad as well, isn't oh, he? Oh, mental. Mental. Uh, There's a couple of stories about Mike. Uh-huh. Um, um, for those that kind of can, <laughs> the pillow story, I'm not going to mention it. But we'll just say he's got a pillow fetish. He's a pillow on. fetish. There was yeah. another time on stopping so, at Horn, was it? I would would been in a Scottish Cup away trip, and uh, as you do, stop for the biggest bacon roll at Horn. Uh, um, 40, 40 bacon. But Mike can have it a bit serious, so I think he'd maybe an omelette or a beans oh, on uh, toast yeah. and a glass of water. <laughs> um, so he put his glass of water down and went to get something else, and uh, there was sat and pepper on the table, so I've picked up the sat and launched a heap of it in, and there's a few of us sitting, and Mike comes back, takes a sip of water, and he was like, oh, Something's wrong with this water, boys. What's that, Mike? It's like salty. <laughs> and we're like, well, mine's fine. And again, he says, I'll, I'll need to get a waitress here so the waitress comes here. And oh, there's something wrong with this water. Is it seawater? I just said, I've been seawater at all. I was sat in pepper sitting right next to his glass. He never thought it could be sat. <laughs> Okay, so you talked about Blair missing out just in goals and Stuart Anderson just because you never had many minutes with him. Uh, Billy, your pal, as we all. Is there anybody else who's just just missed out, maybe? There's a few, um, and I think two in particular that might feel a wee bit aggrieved. Uh, Coco. Mm-hmm. Um, if I've probably played as many games with Coco as I have somebody else, maybe Baron Ernie. Aye. Um, Donkey Phillip played nearly every game every season um, but 
he was a workhorse rather than technically brilliant. You've um, no wingers, so you've got an excuse. Well, that's it. Scotty Davidson, I really liked as a player. Mm. Um, the striker, apart from Billy, it just missed it, was Lee Bowie at Pertsoy. He Lee was Bowie absolute was. class. He did it for the side as well. Uh, yeah. Um, I think if I'd played with Lee a wee bit earlier, he'd have probably made it. Um, other than that, Robbie King could have been left back, although he didn't like being a left back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robbie Allen and Kyle Ray were the other two growing up uh, that were. Um, so uh, that was probably the boys that could have made it. But yeah, it just missed two but quality players, all the less. So with them on the bench, so that's your squad, your team, and your bench with those boys. Will that team win the current Super League, do you think? Um, aye, I think we might. I think aye. we might. If we pitch Stuart Anderson into the starting lineup, aye, we might. Get him on, <laughs> a good team. What would your captain be? Oh, there's a few that I think could have. I think. What are leaders in there? Fletty, Razor. But I would need to get to Steve, I aye. think, due to footy. Level he reached in his leadership, definitely. Aye. Okay. Would you get a game at all? Definitely. Aye. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Only other middle four. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I'd be struggling, I think, but I would fancy my chances of getting a goal. So you may be off a bench. Okay, thanks, John. We're just going to finish up my usual quick fire questions. Okay. Okay. First one always VAR, yes or no? Yes, mm-hmm. but... First one to say yes, but for myself. Yes, but I think it needs to be simplified. Ah, I think they're, they're trying to do it for everything and they just need to maybe start with offsides or something. Nah. And get build, one thing right and build it. But you're for it. You think it's a, a positive thing for I you? I think because we've got it new, you kind of go back ah, almost. I think so. One um, rule that you would change about football, you think? Uh, there's probably... Two okay. possibles, and it's to do with handbars and offsides. Again, I think it just needs to be simplified. There's too much, like the Trent Alexander thing. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a handbar? I'm not sure. But they maybe just need to decide if, if, if it hits a hand, it's a foul. Aye. And if it's offside, that needs simplified That's a bit. A, you know. a bit like hockey, yeah. I think if it hits Aye. certain bits, it's whatever, if you meant it or not. Okay. Um... Pick me a six-a-side team from your current Devon side squad okay. uh, to win a game which would save your life. To save my life. Yeah. Oof. Well, in goals, there's three choices, really. There's four, really. Could pick you in, but I'm well, not to. I'd be up for saving your life, like. Ah, oh, that's true, yeah. but... No, you're not. Oh, um, Craigie Clangers, not yet. I think in five years' time, maybe. Marty Marky... Possible good keeper, but I'm going to put in Jamie McKinnon. He's playing uh, in the old uh, six of sides, isn't brilliant. he? Brilliant. <laughs> and then uh, he doesn't have to pick a midfield. Ah, uh, he's honking outfield <laughs> and six aside, no chance. Um, okay, so Jamie's in goals. I'd probably hate Jordy Russell because he would run a boot a day. Aye, legs. Um, I'd hate Bino for his quality. Philip Watt, we rat. <laughs> um, Probably chuck in Coco. Coco's got he's got medals at five yeah. sides. Ah, he's good. Obi Wan Kenobi did he uh, play in it? Uh, well, he's forty five percent. Ah, yep. Um, Coco, and then if it's to save my life, 
probably need to put my cell in. Definitely. I need to put my cell in. If, you, if you're in the squads, you may as well try and save your own life. Aye, why not? Okay, last question. Which player, uh, past or present, do you think closely matches your style and attributes? Um, try to think of the fat boys that have played. Windass, <laughs> Gaza, John Mulby. <laughs> I think. Neville Southall. <laughs> oh, that's you. <laughs> um, no, I would go for Frankie Lampard. Uh, Gets a goal. He was a bit player. fat for him, younger than her. Ah, uh, as fat as me. No, definitely. <laughs> Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard. We'll go with him. Okay. Well, thank you, John. I think another record in terms of length has been broken, but it's been a pleasure and it's eating up some time out here in Cyprus. It's gotten dark in the time we've been speaking. Well, I'll wait for a few more beers, I think, eh? Yep, Have you enjoyed it? Brilliant, yep. Okay, and then you'll get persuaded of that folk to come on for me. Well, I'll try. Okay, right. Thank you. Uh, give your sponsor, actually, your individual sponsor, one more shout-out for me. Okay, it's Mark Kylo, the Grinding Solution. Solution. Thanks again to John for uh, agreeing to come on and uh, talk to me out here in Cyprus ahead of the Scotland game. It was interesting to hear his insights on the current Scotland outfit as well as looking back at his career. Hopefully uh, you've enjoyed it and um, if anybody would like to to ask me any questions or uh, get in touch about the podcast or come on and be a guest, I've had a few recently, um, you can contact me at jamesmcclay at hotmail.co.uk or on Facebook or Twitter on my page or the Devonside page, you'll get me on there. You can uh, listen to this podcast but also follow and subscribe uh, if you want new episodes to be downloaded automatically at Anchor on the app on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts you can find us on there Um, I'm loving the feedback it's been great uh, to hear that so many people are listening, I've been blown away by it and hopefully Scotland get the win uh, on Saturday and I'll see you next week